Yo, entrepreneurs! thanks for tuning into the podcast. This is the place to help you start and build a disruptive brand and impact the universe. You're locked into the grind where we give you the inside track, what goes on behind the scenes while we start our new business. Hopefully you'll learn what it takes to launch a successful brand as we share our learnings with you. I'm Matt Thorne, aka Sketchy Media. I'm Phil Kemish, aka Phil Kemish. And I'm Nish Solanke, just Nish Solanke. On this week's episode, we recap where we've got to with Reboxed. And speaking of Rees, we review where we've got to with our business, revisit some of our key learnings, and finally recite some more fantastic business analogies for your listening pleasure. Without further ado, let's get right into it. Yo! People, welcome back to the casting of Pods. We're back in uh, the room of dreams where the roof, I think, is getting repaired. So we may be blessed by the the kind men and the scaffolding around us. So just deal with that. A bit of noise. It's a bit of ambience, if you like. But I'll take it, given how long it's taken us to get back into this seat and do another podcast, mate. I'll take that. We've been busy, Nish. We've been busy, and one of the things I've probably learned the most, especially since that, uh, maybe a contributor towards the burnout, was trying to do podcasts, content, solve the world problems. Yeah, it, it's... Uh, the life of a modern entrepreneur, it's, hey? It's not easy. So yeah, we took a little break, but mainly for sanity purposes, but also just to get some stuff done. So it feels good to be back. I love doing the podcast. I love our therapy sessions. Do you know what I thought was hilarious? I think after the 66 days run out, I think there was a weekend. And I remember Phil calling me on like the Tuesday and just going, Nish, I'm just, I'm just about to set into another 66 days. I'm just about to go in and do this other thing. Like, I was just like, Phil, what, what are you talking about? You're ready to just jump straight back on the horse and go for another sprint. Nah, dude, You're when crazy. We, that, that week before the 66 days ended, I was like, shit, we need another 126 days because the, the ideas changed. Yeah. I was like, oh, what's next? Dude, we pivoted quite... Well, it's not a pivot. We really worked out the kind of nucleus of the business and the value gap. And what we were doing in those first 66 days was quite wide of the mark in terms of what we needed to do to actually really build something of serious value and, and, and worth doing. And that's that's probably one of the other things as well I learned from that first 66 days was I wanted to be obsessed with it. And I don't think where we were with that first 66 day sprint, I wasn't obsessed with the business. I wasn't like super energized by, you know, kind of what it, where it got to. But now I am, it's kind of like combining all my passions, all the things I care about into one. And it feels really like a, a thing to it's, go and fight. It's weird because the the... The episode that kind of capped off the 66 days, the last one that we did at Phil's, it was like the idea was set, but we like it was still really early in that process of the idea. It was still just a fucking idea. Like we hadn't validated it. There was there was no real understanding. So there was still somewhat of a question mark, would you say? But yeah, yeah. We we had to go away and, and do the hard thinking around the idea and, and really test it, didn't wasn't it? And that's what we did for the last three weeks. We've been away three, four weeks. That's all we've done. Well I think the good thing about where the idea came to, the concept, what what the the business was gonna become was it was a result of all the things that we'd previously just gone through. So we were looking at the systems of e-commerce. We knew what was broken in that. We knew how people were buying and selling their phones. So we actually, all of the things we did in the 66 days almost validated, teed up the evolution of the concept, which was almost just like the missing piece of the jigsaw puzzle. So 
I don't think it was like we had to go away and validate it. All the work we'd done previously had validated it. But what we needed to go and do is look at the architecture of the system and go, well, what do we need in place to be able to achieve this? And are those things available to slot in? And we've that's what we spent the last kind of how many weeks i don't even know how many weeks it is. Probably it's been weeks. it's been longer than that because i went i was on holiday and then we came back and then we had then we've worked together for three weeks so basically it's been a month yeah so we've been it's been a, i just want to that's what i'm saying the timing wise is important it's been it's been a month since where we left off and where we've got to now which is really and we've really pushed the business a lot further in terms of the idea the concept the figures the numbers the people involved the process the system the infrastructure the suppliers Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Yeah, what it doesn't feel like anymore is an idea. If I'm completely honest, it felt like an idea where we left it and we were really happy with the idea and where the business had got to. It's starting to feel more like this becoming a business. And what I mean by that is that... Well, we're building the operational the side. Operation, yeah, the operational side of the business, how you actually function. Even down to like the app stuff, we were just going through some of the screens a minute ago. Like we're now, we've now got the system in place to inform what the, the UI needs to be and what the functions need to be of the business because we've kind of architected the things that are sitting underneath it. Like we've been on phone calls um, all week with operational suppliers. So we're really, we're really actually building this thing now, which is fantastic. And I think that's what this now becomes, isn't it? Like this little table of therapy, this little, this little session that we have, it's less about what's happening in the 66 days per se and this a goal, but I'm guessing it just becomes more of an arena to talk about the next steps as we go through it's not necessarily defined by an end goal per se although we have an end goal no we're learning loads of different things on the way like we've got to build a product we're raising investment we're we're doing all of these things now and there's so many interesting things that we're already learning i think before i'm going to use one of our classic analogies i'm making this one up but like another one another one this is like this every episode can it not be landscape based oh it is a landscape based one matthew don't don't take that away from me so before we didn't have a destination, yeah? We were like trying to find out what that destination would be. Now we know what the des- destination is gonna be. We're on the road to Rebox now. The journey is now actually beginning. Does that work? Do you not think, I thought we knew the destination, no, I, we just didn't know we the didn't, route. We didn't know the idea. We hadn't got the idea. Like you, until you know exactly what that idea is gonna be, it, the destination is moving. Like one minute we were like, just get, we were calling up suppliers trying to get us onto a marketplace. Not, not doing that. Like the, piv- the, the pivot has been, the idea has become a lot more solid and we know it 
But it depends on how you define your destination because I've just been watching some of the other clips. The story C, which is make secondhand tech like yeah. mainstream, that's the destination. So you said we know the destination, we didn't know how to get. Exactly. Yeah, we didn't it's know the, the route. route. Uh, and now, now we're going down the A32. You know, how, how many miles to are we, get, are we going down the A road? Are we going to go a motorway? I don't know. If I feel you're like in America, <laughs> where's the next gas station? Do you know what I'd say? I think that's it a, probably is a motorway because it's, <laughs> it's important. Well, no, that, that's actually really interesting. It's like we were on the A road trying to find, now we've hit the motorway. I feel like that we've done more in the last three weeks than we've done in the last three months. Yeah, there was a 10 car pile up at one point. We didn't move anywhere. <laughs> Yeah, but it's it, painful. We <laughs> camp out in a car. Yeah, it's yeah, emotional. yeah. The sat nav was not working, but no, it, it does feel like this is now really like the roads on it, and then people are joining us in the journey. Like this is what's interesting now. Like people are joining us. We've got like a you got like a mini van. We're picking people up on the way. We're gonna have that coach I, load I, of people. Like weird, weird. <laughs> and but you know what? The other thing is, is I actually feel like now we've had the real industry validation. Like people from in the industry are saying, "Shit, this is really disruptive." And talking about disruption, going back to the car analogy, TomToms, man, what happened to those guys? They got disrupted hard. That was like a oh, massive shit. business. I loved, the tom I loved my TomTom. Apple Maps and your phone. Nobody's safe, people. And just using that, the, the recom industry and the way buying and selling phones and tech has worked feels very much like the TomTom. There's systems there to do it. None of it's done natively and efficiently. And I really feel like we've got the thing, the thing that makes this work. And we, and I had a meeting yesterday and someone actually used a very similar analogy about this saying his son, when they go to trade in their phone or recycle it, won't have to ever put it in a jiffy bag and send it off and wait seven days because they've just used Reboxed. And that would just be a thing because there was never a thing before. Like there was never a thing before. People that now grew up, I, I used to phone up a taxi company and wait for a taxi for 20 minutes to come to my house. Didn't have a clue where it was. I'd call in the place going, where's, where's the taxi, mate? It's coming, it's coming. Now, you don't even I think about that. You don't have to think about that because the technology and the way the system's been built takes that whole thing away. And what Matt's saying is like, why this is so much more interesting for us now is because we are looking at an industry and going, how do we completely change the way that it works for the better? For the people and for the customers as well, I think when we look at stuff, we look at what's the problem and how do we solve it? How do we make it easier for people, more efficient? And a lot of like, and this is why a lot of industries get disrupted is you end up with people sitting on archaic systems who are not thinking about the customer, thinking about extracting the money and whatever they do with their business. And ultimately, we've got to that point now where we're creating and improving something for the customer. And there's an industry that sat here that has specific ways of doing stuff they're setting their ways and they're, you know, they're, they're taking the cream off the crop. Like when, you, when you get a phone, just for example, that phone will go into a manufacturer, it will go back into a refurbisher, then into like an operations like that. Like you look at the actual system of like how many people that phone might touch within a lifetime. It's pretty crazy. So I think when there's, when, when there's industries like that, then it's easy to look at it and go, how do you make that a lot cleaner and a lot faster? And if it's, that's where the business value really is. Yeah. And if I'm being honest, these things tend to upset a lot of people. And we're already going through that motion at the moment where we can see how what we do is going to upset a lot of people in this space. And that's kind of exciting because that's when you know you're onto something. But one of the things that we've been talking about with our advisors and something that I'm really kind of passionate about is redistributing the value that people are getting lost through the current system, which is people getting less for their money. I'm really passionate about redistributing that wealth to the people so they get more for their money as somebody who sells my phone every year i want to get the most possible for my handset and i believe that everybody should be able to get that and 
what's interesting is the long-term effect that doing that will have on our business and our numbers is is negative. If we're successful, we're in the business of putting ourselves out of business, if you like, to many respects of certain parts of our business model. If we make it so that everybody gets maximum value for the phones, we're essentially going to be making less money. But that means that our idea works and it's efficient and it's great for the customers. And then it's up to us to innovate that idea to layer incremental value add services where we can make other money from it. So the short term versus the the long term is something that, you know, we're pushing now and you know, it's come up a lot in our early conversations with people. Well, that's not going to make you money long term if that works. And it's like, well, good. That means we're doing a good job. So that's an interesting play. Whereas, uh, you know, a lot of people in the industry at the moment are trying to retain as much money as possible. Goes back to the brand archetype, doesn't it, Matt? The Robin Hood for Rob tech for and good. To give to the poor. That's what you are, Matt. That's it. The Robin Hood of t- for tech and good. Should have worn my green T-shirt. When you've been explaining the idea to people, has there been like a moment? Concept. The concept. Of We're no longer calling this an idea. But like, <clears throat> has there been a moment where you've seen where they've really fucking got it? Like, is there a moment that consistently... Where the penny drops? Yeah. Um, yeah. I think definitely when, when you start going into the ease functionality of the business where like, like the delivery for tech, for, for, for a better, for a better, you know, maybe there's a better analogy, but like someone coming to your door, giving you your new device, taking your old device, making sure the systems are done and instantly paying you. So like that kind of bit. So the moment they can actually visualize the yeah. future. And actually, yeah, yeah, I think because like people... When you show them the future, yeah. they get it. And I think maybe when people... I mean, I, I, I must have been when delivery was pitching and in that moment when, when, when... Imagine you get your favorite restaurant delivered to your door and everyone went, oh, yeah, that would be good. I think when you, when you tell someone how easy it's going to be and everyone knows they've got tech in their drawer and everyone knows that they want to upgrade their stuff, but it's quite a hard system and you can only get it done through the telecoms companies every year. But if this is a, de- a better way of doing it, why wouldn't you use it? And I think people can see that, then they all of a sudden it drops. And we've got this thing now, we've got the core concept, which is the value gap. And the thing that, you know, I said on a few podcasts ago, I was banging my head on the table every day trying to figure out. We've got the value gap, which in itself works. And now what we've been able to do is layer the incremental brand value pieces around it that makes sense so when we talk about reboxing it's like imagine buying a second-hand phone that comes beautifully reboxed and it feels like buying something new that is now like the icing the cherry on the top when it when it comes to the brand experience so we're now using these mechanics to make this shareable or make it so people want to talk about it but fundamentally that i've got more for my phone or i got money on the same day is the bit that that makes this make sense so functionality versus like fancy brand experience like you have to have both and i think we had a really fancy brand experience and big big ideas for marketing but the functionality of the business was not figured out that's the bit that we've gone away and really worked on how does it work operationally wise logistic wise and it's a lot bigger if i'm completely honest the idea from where we were when we left off in 66 days to where we are now the idea right now is so much bigger so much bigger which in some respect i think will scare some people, but in the other respect, it really excites me and Matt because we've always wanted to take on an idea and a, and a business and a concept that could change the world, you know, and physically change people's attitudes and the way they act towards uh, doing something, you know. That's interesting to we, us. We've been flirting with the big idea for a while, and you, you said this, Nish, probably you can trace back to elements of this on the podcast, but we've always been talking about what's the big idea, like, shoot for the stars, do something big. And then the fundamental thing is if you aim really, really high and you fail, at least you failed either aiming high or if you didn't achieve the results you wanted, at least you achieved bigger results than you would have set out to do if you aimed lower. And 
we set their stall out really high, change the way people think and act around their technology, make refurbished technology a thing. There was all these kind of things in this melting pot around Second Life devices, which we knew had the planetary impact. That was the big vision. But we were almost still being held back by that little niggly voice that's like, oh, that's too big, or how can you do that? And then other people shoot you down and go, oh, it's a big journey to make people care about buying a second-hand phone. Like, all of these things, and then you end up doing our 66-day challenge, and we're like, oh, let's launch an econ marketplace for refurbished tech, when actually the thing that we were ignoring was the system because it was the thing that we always said was broken from the very beginning. But... Again, this has just been a process of realizing that. And the biggest thing that I'm taking back from this is just think fucking big. Aim 10x bigger. And then if you fail, at least you're going to probably hit five times yeah. more impact than you would have done if you didn't do it in the first place. It's a big old motorway. We've got to go go down. And there'll be a lot of... I'm so glad you brought it back to you. There'll be a lot of... And in the motorway, there's... Yeah, there'll be a lot of ferry. twists and turns. And there'll be a lot of ups and downs on that road. But we're on the road now. Like I said, that's it. There's no going back. You can't turn around in this motorway. There's no U-turns. So, yeah, so we're here. It's really exciting. What's next for us is cracking on. We are building the system. We're getting the partnerships in place. Raising money. Raising money, building the app. Um, the first bit of money is like friends, family. It's the kind of little little chunk up front that we want to you know, validate the unit economics of the business to prove the business model and then define what sort of runway we need for capital in the long term. Because I'm still very much thinking about this from a bootstrap point of view. It's like, how do we prove this quickly, easily and cheaply as possible? So when we do need to raise capital, we're either raising the right amount or we're raising it to realize our ambition with all that time still having profitability in mind. Yeah. And we're going to and we're going to talk about each of those kind of elements as we go through them. So definitely the, the investment strategy is going to be really important as we do that. Because the first time we were raising money for our own business and not helping people raise money for theirs. So that's going to be. So season one was the why. Season two is the how. how we're doing and this is the how. So yeah. follow along the next yeah. however many weeks, probably for lots of 66 days because it's going to be. Uh, yeah, it's it's kicking off. Just very quickly on that in terms of like next big milestones i know you covered off some but is there one that's like really imminent that needs to happen asap yeah or is there anything that I, I think we we're, we're like the, the raise for us that you know that the the first round raise is 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 what's really taken up a lot of our energy and focus the new deck that we did around the investment deck we did deck part one which we gave away which was the concept deck this is now raise money deck which is a lot bigger yeah, a lot like fuller pitch, pitch your idea deck was the thing that we gave away now we've got picture business deck yeah and, and this got finance this had financials this had systematic like architecture this was a lot bigger and took us m the majority of the three weeks um the last three weeks head down but the deep work that we did there was really needed because it gave us the confidence in what we needed to do to do the how without that it's a business plan i'm not that what the it's deck a is it's plan, a business yeah. plan you know that's what it is it, you can call it a nice fancy deck world it's a business plan with some nice presented nicely and we're going to go out and pitching that so what we'll probably do as well is give away some of the things we learned during the pitches because i think pitch techniques is, re is really important we've obviously done quite a lot of that in the business previously with the marketing agency but this is pitching our own business so i'm sure we'll we'll learn some do's we and don'ts actually pitch it on a podcast that's a we should idea. run through the whole deck yeah. pitch it on a podcast yeah. and actually upload it to youtube yeah 
and we'll cut in the slides. That's a great idea. Yeah. I think we'll that. record that. We'll yeah. give away the pitch format. I save us a job doing it to investors. Watch the YouTube video. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you want to watch it? Yeah, we'll pitch it to you. It's on YouTube.com. Yeah. So if anyone has questions on what they're going through, like, it's been really, really interesting actually over the last, just close off on this, but the last few weeks, I'm definitely getting some more messages on Branchpreneurs channels, on my own personal channels, people sending us decks, using the decks they use for the, from our first concept deck, asking us questions about startups. So if you have any questions on business, marketing, startups, even on Rebox and what we're doing and the stuff we're going through, then make sure you, you message us um, at Branchpreneur or on our social niche. You, you, what's your at niche? I mean, you're not even my friend. On, I found you're not even my friend on Instagram. You don't even follow me, dude. What? They didn't follow me, man. That mate, really hurt. Mate, it's my birthday this week. You me every week, mate. It's true. But I just, just miss you on social. <laughs> I miss you too. Well, okay. So let's wrap this one up. Lots coming up. Peace. Peace. Yes, people. Thanks for blessing us with your ears. Tell us what you think. Keep us in the loop. We'd love to get your stories, questions, and any topics you want us to discuss. Make sure you hit us up and leave a review on the podcast, and we'll see you next week. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.